Welcome back to Your Daily Bible, friends. I'm your host, Kurt Barnes, and I'm so glad to have you with me again today. We're continuing through the book of 1 Peter, and today we're going to be in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 12 through 19. I'm going to read the entirety of our scripture to begin. Dear friends, don't be surprised at the fiery trials that you're going through, as if something strange were happening to you. Instead, be very glad For these trials make you partners with Christ in his suffering so that you will have the wonderful joy of seeing his glory when it's revealed to all the world. If you're insulted because you bear the name of Christ, you'll be blessed for the glorious spirit of God rests upon you. If you suffer, however, it must not be for murder or stealing or making trouble or prying into other people's affairs. But it is no shame to suffer for being a Christian. Praise God for the privilege of being called by his name. For the time has come for judgment, and it must begin with God's household. And if judgment begins with us, what terrible fate awaits those who've never obeyed God's good news? And also, if the righteous are barely saved, then what will happen to godless sinners? So if you are suffering in the manner that pleases God, Keep on doing what's right, and trust your lives to the God who created you, for He will never fail you. Okay, now, let me ask you a question. Does following Jesus make your life harder or better? Now think about that for a moment. Now Peter, along with the majority of Christians throughout all of history, would answer that question how I often answer questions like it, simply by answering it, yes. Yes to both. See, on one hand, life is harder. What I mean by that is, when we follow Jesus, we are going against the flow, against the norm of what this world does and thinks. We're swimming against the tide. We're going against the flow, the flow of personal preference and social expectation. We're becoming a servant to other people instead of demanding our rights. And inevitably, this leads us to struggle. It leads us to conflict within ourselves, against our flesh, and against other people in relationships in this world. But on the other hand, life also gets much, much better. See, just like those early Christians, Peter, he wrote this. He said, we're blessed when we go through all of this because he said the spirit of God, the spirit of glory rests upon us. That's mind-blowing reality. God himself, God, the one who created the universe is with us. It rests upon us. We're never alone. And as we've seen throughout this book, throughout this journey that Peter's talking about, there are countless blessings for us as we follow in the way of Jesus. We get a brand new identity as sons and daughters of God, as a royal priesthood, as a holy nation, and we get a purpose for living each and every day. We get a relationship with God. We get to call him Father, and we get a relationship with the Son and a relationship with the Spirit. Now, because of this, it means that even in the face of difficulty, we can rejoice, we can have joy, even while we suffer. See, it's like a train track. There are two parallels. Suffering can run right alongside of joy at the same time. Now, that's only true in Christ. Everywhere else in this world, as we suffer, 
That would be our single reality, but not so in Jesus. As we suffer for Christ, we are blessed. We can live a full and rich and satisfying life, even in the midst of suffering. It's a great paradox. And Peter never downplays the physical and emotional and social pain that we Christians experience in this life. He never pretends like it's everything is great and everything is wonderful. But he tells us that even when you're in the midst of suffering, if you're suffering for Jesus, then all of this truth, all of this abundance of joy, all of this abundance of life is still readily available for us to experience even as we suffer. When we follow Jesus, we can be tempted to give up and to give in, to give in when things begin to get tough, when things get difficult. See, Peter had witnessed firsthand um, these new Roman believers who were beginning to turn away from Jesus when the heat of suffering and persecution was being um, really turned up more and more on their lives. So Peter is writing to them this encouragement to remind them and us of how blessed we are to be part of Jesus's family, to be called the children of God. And he's making this appeal to us. Even though we may suffer for living according to God's way, we should commit ourselves to our faithful, wonderful creator and God because he will continue to do good in our life. That's what he tells us in verse 19. He tells us that God keeps on doing what is good in our lives and we can trust our life to him. So today, whatever your circumstances may be, whatever your motivation levels for today are, even if you may not be feeling particularly blessed or like this is the best day of your life, you can understand this, you belong to Jesus and the Spirit of God rests on you. You can go through this day with those truths at the front of your mind, that God is with you, that He loves you, that He's a Father who cares deeply about His children. And as you go through difficult times, He is right there with you. So commit yourself to God. Keep going. Keep pressing forward. Be who He's called you to be and do what He's called you to do today. And by His grace, keep on rejoicing. Let's pray. God, I thank you that no matter what we face or who we face, you're always with us. I thank you, God, that you have a great plan for our life. And even in this broken world filled with hurt and suffering, God, you are with us. You never leave us or forsake us. And you have a good plan for us even as we go through difficult times. I pray, God, that we, your people, would lean on you, would trust you, would take hold, God, of everything that you have for us, and would share it with whoever we can, whenever we can. In Jesus' name, amen.